as Alex said in his prayer, today is World Communion Sunday. This is a day that is set apart by churches to say that all of us, all our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world will share in the sacrament on the same day, right? Some churches do it every day or every Sunday that they gather. Some churches, a lot of Methodist churches tend to go with, you know, the first Sunday of the month. We're very methodical in that way. Um, but today, the first Sunday of October, set apart so that we know from the moment we rose this morning to, to the time when we will lay our head down, there will be people across the world breaking bread together, coming to the table of Christ together. Because that's what this meal is all about. That's what communion is all about. About recognizing who we are as the people of Christ, who we are as the body of Christ, and then gathering together at a unified table to share a meal. So our scripture this morning, it comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians as he's talking about the importance of the meal. You can read along with me. So then, my dear friends, run away from the worship of false gods. I'm talking to you like you are sensible people. Think about what I'm saying. Isn't the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing in the blood of Christ? Isn't the loaf of bread that we break a sharing in the body of Christ? Since there is one loaf of bread, we who are many are one body because we all share the one loaf of bread. Last week when I was at the Leadership Institute out at Church of the Resurrection in Kansas City, I was sitting in one of the, the pre-conference uh, kind of seminars that they offered up. And in one of those, the leader invited all of us in the room to imagine that we were starting a new ministry and that we were starting a new ministry in another country. They had picked Uruguay. I don't know why. They just picked that country and said, just imagine that you are going to go start a ministry in this country. What are some of the questions that you would ask? So people's hands started popping up and they said, well, you know, what part of the country are we going to? What's, what are the people like? Do they already know about Christ or are we starting something fresh? What, what is the culture like? Um, you know, what's the economics? How much money do we have? What kind of resources will we have? And then one woman raised her hand and, uh, and the man called her daughter and, and she said, do they like casseroles? And he said, you know, in all my times leading this seminar, I have never had that question <laughs> posed. Do they like casseroles? And, you know, this was a Methodist conference, and we are good Methodists, right? We know all about the joy of casseroles and covered dishes. And we all kind of laughed in the seminar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, do they like casseroles? But then, I mean, we really got to thinking, that's an important question to ask when we are in ministry with people. Not necessarily what kind of casserole do they like, but, but can we gather together at the table? Can we come together and share a meal? Can we eat with one another? Because really, to go in and start preaching or to go in and, and to start programs... Yeah, that's, that's all good and nice. But really, how much work of the body of Christ is done at a table 
over a meal. So it got me thinking about kind of the history of the people of God and, and the importance of food throughout. That it's not some new phenomenon for us and our casseroles and, and potlucks, right? But that it's something that has carried us throughout time. I mean, even back to the beginning, right? In the Garden of Eden, the first rule that came to us was about food, <laughs> about, we, about what we could or could not eat and how sharing a food or, or not sharing a food affects us as a people. I mean, it, it continues this importance of, of food. I think about Abraham. Remember when Abraham was, was visited by those three strangers? Right? They appeared at his tent and, and he immediately offered them a meal. Let's break bread together. A sign of, of hospitality. This is, this is what we do with our friends, with our family, and with, our, with strangers. When we meet new people, we say, can I, can I break bread with you? And if you keep, keep going through biblical history, we think about Moses and the Israelites and when they were on their way out of Egypt, there were those, those 10 plagues that came to Egypt. And the last, the last plague was the death of the firstborn son. But God gave the Israelites instructions on how they would be saved from this plague, that they would have a special meal, a, a Passover meal. They would eat, eat a lamb and spread its blood over the doorposts. And then when the destroyer came and saw the blood over the doorpost, God would let, not let the destroyer enter the home. They would be spared from this plague. And the bread that they were to eat, the bread was to be unleavened bread, right? No yeast in the bread. As a reminder of, of the haste that they would have to take to get out of Egypt, right? They couldn't sit around and wait for the bread to rise. No, they needed to eat and then they needed to go and get away and follow where God was leading. Now, Passover meal, it, it continued. It wasn't just a one-time thing, but it became a, a yearly celebration for the Israelites, right? A reminder this meal was a reminder of where they were, of who they were, and how God rescued them, brought them out of slavery and to new life, all in a, in a meal. And then you know when those Israelites, when they were out wandering in the desert, well, they got hungry. <laughs> Food seemed to be the main source of their complaining. <laughs> Why have you led us out here, God? And God said, well, I will feed you. I will feed you. I will let manna rain from heaven. And it'll be yours to eat. And I will give you enough. And don't take more, because by the next morning it will be rotten. Trust me. Know that I am a good God and I will give you just enough. 
So as we continue to look through Old Testament history, we see how, how meals were an important part of, of hospitality, of extending welcome to strangers as celebrations of who God is and how God has saved God's people. Meals became part of celebrations of military conquest. They were ways that covenants were marked. It was all in the meal. And then we come to the New Testament, right? And we see Jesus. We see Jesus eating and drinking, right? His first miracle at a wedding, turning water into wine. Food was important. We're told that, that Jesus ate with tax collectors and prostitutes. That was part of his ministry. That's part of who he was, was sharing a meal with people that didn't always get a place at the table. Jesus' other miracles, right? Ones that, that are recorded in, in a lot of the Gospels are the feeding of the multitudes, right? That these people had gathered to hear Jesus teach. And again, they were hungry. <laughs> We've been here all day. What are we going to do? You fed our souls, but what about our physical bodies? And Jesus says, I've got that taken care of. And the five fishes and the two loaves of bread, right? They become a feast for the people. And again, there is an abundance for all who are there. Jesus' last act with his disciples is the sharing of a meal. Breaking of bread and sharing of the cup. That's how he chose to spend his final night is at the table. And he shared that table with, with his followers, with those whom he loved and who he was rising up to be, to be leaders. And he shared that table with Judas. He knew. He said, one of you will betray me, but still I invite you to this table to come and eat. After Jesus dies and, and is raised, we get the story of the, the two men on the road to Emmaus. They're walking along and a stranger appears and they tell the stranger all about Jesus. They don't recognize the stranger until, until he breaks the bread. In the breaking of the bread, they see that it's him. In our passage today from Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth because they've started to, to lose the sense of, of what it is to share a table. They've taken the Lord's Supper, they've taken communion, and they've turned it into a bigger meal, kind of a big potluck, which, you know, on the surface doesn't sound so bad, right? Let's, let's share this big meal. But it turns out that as they share this big meal, those that brought the food that had the means to bring the food, 
ate to their heart's content or their belly's content, I guess I should say. But those who did not have the means to bring the food, well, they just got the scraps, the leftovers. And Paul is writing to them and saying, no, no, you're missing the point. Missing the point that as we gather at the table, it should be all of us together. A unifying act. A reminder of Christ's sacrifice for all of us, each and every one of us. And that you are just as much in need as you are and as you are and as you are and as I am. To partake in the breaking of the bread and the cup that is a reminder of the the blood that was shed for us. And I think about how meals continue to play a part in our lives. I swear this is the only apron I own. (laughs) We did win last night, though. But I think about meals and, and gathering around the table and family meals. I remember sitting with my grandmother, breaking bread, literally breaking bread for the dressing at Thanksgiving. She'd let it sit out so that it got a little, little hard, a little stale, right? And then you sit and you break it. I remember being little and needing to climb up on a chair just so I could see on the counter and help stir the icing for the cake. Because I knew if I helped, then I'd be able to lick the spoon (laughs) after. And now, as as an adult, we come together for Thanksgiving. We come to my, my parents' house, and my parents are in charge of the the main dish, right, the, the meat, and then my sisters and I all sign up for the side dishes. And then we all gather in my mom's kitchen, and everybody gets to work, right? Somebody's chopping, somebody's frying, somebody's checking the oven, making sure all the temperatures are right and the times line up. And we come together to share a meal, to break bread together. And sometimes it goes great, right? Just everything is nice and clear. Goes well. But I mean, we're family, right? So sometimes it feels like oil and water. but we can still come to the table together. There's always a little saltiness. You need it, right? Helps add flavor to the meal. And there are kids around now, running around, And most of the time, they're pretty sweet, like sugar. Sometimes we can send them upstairs. But still, they come to the table. We add chairs to the corners so everybody 
comes to the table. And then when the meal is prepared, everything's been sifted out, set on the table, we join hands and say a prayer, and then fill our plates. We sit and we eat. Right? We share a meal together. We recognize the work that's been done, all that goes into the meal. But to finally enjoy it, right? Something special about that. About finally enjoying it together. I don't know if you can smell, we've got one loaf already baking up here. If you get a whiff up here, it smells pretty good. But we come together to the table to share a meal. And we see all the preparation that has gone into it. And then we feast together. And today we come to feast together. Because really, every meal that we eat reminds us of the holy meal that we share together, of all that went in to Christ's work in preparing that table, preparing that open table, that his life was devoted. His life was given for us so that we might all come to the table. So that we might all share in the breaking of the bread. That we might all share in the drinking of the cup. Because through it, we all share in Christ's death and in his resurrection. In his gift of life and his promise of new life. All at the table. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, our God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. That we might come to the table. Come to the table and share in this gift, in this gift of welcome, and of hospitality, this gift of remembrance, this gift of salvation, this gift of new life gift of family, of our family with you, our brothers and sisters, all of us around the world coming together. 
taste the bread, to pour the wine, to be your people. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.